Do you ever find yourself asking, why isn't this taught in school? My entrepreneurial and parenthood journeys really highlighted the gap between what the world needs and what our schools are actually teaching, and how woefully unprepared most people are to achieve their greatest dreams. The people truly winning in a postmodern economy have a different set of skills that aren't taught in school and are privy to information not taught to the masses. With that in mind, we invite you on our journey to glean from the world's most successful leaders and icons of industry, the real skills the next generation needs moving forward. We are on a mission to help teens skip the lunch line for the front line of a movement, empowered with the knowledge and skills needed to thrive in a fast-paced, dynamic, ever-changing world. This is Skippy Lunch Lines. We're glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to Skipping Lunch Lines. For this episode of the podcast, I will be featuring a part of my interview with Diana Guintu. Diana has been a licensed counselor for over 20 years and is the author of a great book called Breaking Free, where she shares her journey to healing from sexual abuse during her childhood. In this snippet, we talk about healing money stories and why that's important for your teen. I definitely think that it played a huge role. Um, when you grow up with the thought of um, we don't have money and everything, what my dad was, you know, again, and it, he came here, he was a hard worker. And for him, everything was about necessity. Do we need mm-hmm. that? And, you know, as a kid, as a kid, um, you, you want things. <laughs> you want things you don't need, right? And, uh, and my dad was very quick to say no. He was like a no man, you know. Um, dad cannot no, like right away. Um, he didn't indulge in kind of that fantasy of like, you can have more, you can have everything you want. Um, so everything was very based on need. And so when you grow up around that, you do absorb that. Um, you absorb that money is hard to get. Um, Mm -hmm. I would see other people with money and I would think to myself, we're not the lucky ones, you know, like we're not lucky because I saw my dad work and my dad worked really hard. So it wasn't about like that, having that belief, like if you work hard, you'll make money because to me, I was like, he is working hard. He's not making any money. (laughs) So, so I really felt like it's just not for me. Like that's not my, that's not my story. Like I'm not supposed to have money. And when you kind of grow, like there's, there's, there's sudden dysfunction there, right? Because yeah. um, you, you don't allow yourself to have big dreams, even though there were parts where I, you know, like I came to the university, even though my parents were like, how are you going to go there? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going. And there was a part of me that really wanted to prove that story wrong, that I could have money and that I was going to go to college. And so for me, I thought I grew up thinking, if you go to college, then you have money. Like, you know, there always was like an equal sign. Like if I do this, then I'll have this. And I think that um, sometimes, you know, obviously that, that can get really sticky because it's not an equal sign. Right. Well, and then you know. from a young age, you learned that, you, you know, you were, you learned that hard work doesn't equal wealth. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, but you, yeah, but then you see other people who are wealthy and you're like, okay, well, that's not meant for me. And then it, it begs the question, okay, well, why is it not meant for me? 
And then as a young child, you don't, you know, you don't have any other examples, that lesson becomes, there's something wrong with me. Right. I think a lot of people don't get that, you know, that, you know, just the, like the optics to a young child who's impressionable about those types of things um, are really have long lasting effects. And it's not just like, you know, oh, we don't need that. Well, then it becomes, you know, like the stories start all interweaving to this really thorny, you know, like a thorny story, you know? Does that yes. make sense? You know, yes, for sure. You know, I have a story about that. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of work on my money story. I've had a financial coach, I've had a business coach. And so I've done right. a lot of extensive work on my money story. I mean, there's more to do, but I have, you know, some really good awareness and healing from it. But I remember um, with one of my coaches, he asked me, what's the first story that you remember where money was a no, where you, you know, like it, 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 there was a no for you. And I remember my dad was the kind of, of dad who, um, you know, I don't know if you, you know, the age, but my dad had like a pocket full of change. He was like one right. of those where it just quarters, dimes, nickels, <laughs> he just carried it all on his, on his, on his pants. Right. And, um, and I would hear it, right. He would walk and you could hear the change there. And uh, there was a neighbor that sold snow cones and they were 25 cents back then, back in the old ages. <laughs> they were 25 cents. Um, and I went to my father and I said to him, like, can I have a snow cone? And he said, I don't have money. And I heard the money in his pocket. Like I heard it. <laughs> he had money, you know? And I remember kind of like being so confused, like, but you do have money. And he was like, no, 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 no. Cause that's what he was saying. No, no, no. And he didn't give me the quarter. Now there's, you know, I've done some, some, work on this right and we could assume maybe that it was maybe not dinner time because you know I don't remember what was happening I just remember that very specific no when I knew right. there was money and the message was money's not for me right you know yep. um, and but you know you never know right because as a parent me being a parent now I know you're a parent there are times that you say no because it's not the right time right like maybe you know we were about to eat dinner and you know, he didn't want me to have a snow cone. Maybe, uh, maybe I had already had a snow cone. I don't remember. You know, it's one of those Im imprints in my mind that is singular. Like, I don't know what's around it. I don't know what the context was of it. I just know, like, if when he asked me, my coach, what's your first memory? That's what popped in that I asked right. for a quarter. I knew there was money in his pocket and he said no. And I felt like, in that moment, even though, of course, in that moment, I probably just threw a tantrum and, and got upset. But I really feel like when I examine that experience, the, the message is like, even though money's available, it's not for you. It's not yep. for you. And that's the story that I grew up, every, you know, every time I saw people, uh, you know, I had a college friend who just was very wealthy. And I always thought like, see, it's her, not for me. Like whatever she has it, but it's not for me. So I think that that really kind of, kind of, you know, helped create that money story. Right. No, I totally see it. And that's a, you know, I think the research shows that by the time uh, children are seven, their money mindset is pretty much starting to be set by age seven. 
Wow. Um, yeah. See, and, yeah. and, and by seven, you don't understand what's going on. I mean, like I said, if I think about it now, um, it's not that my dad never gave me money for snow cones. It's just that that particular time he didn't. And for some reason it stuck, it stuck that little of like hearing the money jingle in his pocket. Right. And him saying, it... I don't have any. Right. And I was like, yeah, you, you've made it mean something that maybe it didn't mean, but your yeah. mind at that age is very impressionable. And so it's, it probably is, it probably got planted in the subconscious part of your brain, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, we can't control, right? <laughs> right. Especially when we're little, like we can't choose what's impactful, what isn't impactful. It just is. And so right. I think a lot of times, um, I mean, there's no way around that. Right. Because as parents, like, I mean, we're, I know I've said things to my kids that I'm like, Oh, I hope it doesn't stick. <laughs> I hope right. it doesn't stick because we're flawed, you know, we're, we're flawed too. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we're making decisions based on things that they don't know. They don't know. Right. They don't know why. And so this is where communication is very important. Um, Definitely. Saying, mm -hmm. you know, saying why I think is important, especially with money. Right. Cause I know i I've hear a lot of people and, you know, I, I try to tell my, my husband makes fun of me because whenever he says we don't have money, I look at him like, what did you just say? Like, like we do not <laughs> like, use no. those words in this house. Those words do not exist in this house. <laughs> you know, but, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're overflowing with money. But I'm like, we just, we don't need to encourage bad stories because right. we already know that they're going to be there anyway. But we don't need to intentionally add more to it. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, just like every other part of your life, you know, it's all about being intentional in this, in this, you know, in the, mm -hmm. in the type of stories that you tell your children about money. So you're going to have those times, like sometimes, you know, even with my son, you know, I have, even though I struggled so much financially, like I was always cognizant of the stories I told him about money. So there was never, you know, I, I never say no. It's always, you know, if it's something that's beyond, was beyond our reach, it was always kind of like, okay, well, let's see how we can make that, that happen. You know, it was always like, okay, we can have anything that we want. We might not be able to have it right now, but we can have it eventually, you know? Um, right. And then it's always about like, okay, well, other people can have it. And that's the way I always kind of talk to them. It's like, okay, other people can have this. Other people have it. We just need to figure out what they have that we don't have. What are they doing that we're not doing? What do we need to do, you know? And so right. I think when you start with like, it's not just in terms of money, but literally like everything, anything that you want in life, it's like, you know, you have to frame the story that you want to, to be your reality. Right. Instead yeah. of just letting it be being passive. Um, and so that's another reason why your book resonated so much because it's so much about the stories we tell ourselves. Oh my gosh. And yeah, that's why I wrote it because I feel like we all have stories. I mean, all of us, we have yeah. stories and I think the more that we can question them, you know, like I ask in the book, like there's this key question that I ask myself all the time. And that is, do I still want this to be my truth? Because some of the stuff that we carry was true at one point. 
right? right? Like at one point it was true, but as adults, right? And we, and, and I guess, you know, sometimes, you know, teens, you know, like, early, you know, in the teens where you start to have a little bit more awareness, you can ask yourself, do I still want this? Like, do I want to carry it? Because most of our beliefs, most of our stories are passed down. We're, they're passed down from one generation to another. And a lot of us don't stop to ask ourselves, do I want that for me? Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you got anything positive out of the conversation, do you mind leaving us a five-star review on iTunes? Doing so will allow other parents to help their teens create a life of fulfillment and joy, abundance and impact. Until next time, don't forget to help your teens skip the lunch line and live life on their own terms.